Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 137th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is, how can chatbots help your law firm? Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-THE-NUMBER-1 or online at answerthenumber1.com. Thanks to Scorpion. Scorpion sets the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com slash podcast. Thanks to ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screen process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. We are very pleased to have as our guest Tom Martin, a legal bot advocate, lawyer, author, and speaker. He is CEO and founder of LawDroid Limited, a legal AI company dedicated to helping lawyers automate their law practices. Tom is also co-founder of Vancouver Legal Hackers, advisor to the ATJ Tech Fellow Program, member of AGRA Technology Innovation Committee, board member of Group Legal Services Association, and mentor at the Yale Center for Innovative Thinking. Born and raised in California, Tom now lives in Vancouver, Canada with his wife and two daughters, Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jim and Sharon. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, Tom, let's start out with a little history. Prior to holding your current position at LawDroid, how long did you practice law and where? Well, thank you. Yeah, I've been practicing for a while. Uh, (laughs) I uh, graduated from law school in 1997 from UCLA School of Law, and so over 20 years as, as a practicing lawyer in California. Wow. <laughs> that is a long time. Yes. And you've, uh, es- you've escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> when did you found LawDroid and what gave you the idea for creating chatbots for lawyers? Are you responsible for developing the chatbots or do you have a technical team? How did you find your tech development team and what kind of tech do you need to manage them? Lots of questions, Tom. Yeah, that's a few of them. I mean, the first is that I founded LawDroid about two and a half years ago, I think coming up on three. And what inspired me uh, was a young man from London, uh, Joshua Browder. Uh, He had created this uh, chatbot that was helping people get out of traffic tickets in London. And uh, I know it sounds strange to admit it, but when I read a news article about about what he was doing, 
about four years ago, it gave me goosebumps because I thought, well, the way that you could apply this in the law would be fantastic. And so I, I really had to jump on it and start my own company to create chatbots in the legal industry. In terms of who's responsible, as the lawyer, you know, I do uh, handle the, the legal aspects of creating a bot, uh, like the, the, the scripting, like where there's opportunities for chatbots in the law, and also, um, you know, thinking through some of the things from my own experience that clients might ask and how to deal with those types of questions. We work very closely with uh, legal expert partners, which are our clients, to get to make things specific for the jurisdiction in which we're working. But I really rely on my tech team to put it together. I have a smattering of HTML, CSS, and some PHP knowledge, but that's pretty old by today's standards. And how I found the team was really organic over time. Um, you know, some of them through friends, some of them through uh, freelancers, and then ultimately it kind of uh, solidified as a, a responsible, reliable team that I have now that helps me in implementing these visions that I have of what I want to accomplish. Well, let's talk for a minute about access to justice. Um, why are chatbots more useful, in your opinion, for completion of forms than, say, a fillable form with instructions or a chat feature on a website? Yeah, I appreciate that question. I've I've gotten it before, and sometimes lawyers, when they look at it, they look at just the the result, right? So they they think, well, the result's the same. So why why does it really make a difference how uh, you interact with with the computer system? What I've found from talking to the actual users, which I highly recommend to anyone, especially people developing computer software and lawyers too is to get out there and actually talk to uh, users. And the feedback that I've gotten from them is that there's something that is inherently engaging about a back-and-forth conversation with a bot. It could either be by text, which, as we all know, we all do this nowadays, and it's something that is you know, pretty addictive. And it could also be by voice, which, by handling the conversation and uh, a legal interview by voice, it actually breaks down a lot of uh, literacy issues, accessibility issues, and uh, in, it does it in a way that a static form on a website just can't match. We hear a lot about artificial intelligence today. Just how intelligent are chatbots? Well, that's another question that I get often about how intelligent chatbots are. And to be honest with you, they really don't need to be that intelligent to accomplish a lot and be very powerful. So there's two types of chatbots. One handles a very structured dialogue where it's conducting an interview like a lawyer would, getting certain pieces of information to create a document. And so that's all very structured. But you also have uh, a chatbot, it could be the same one actually, that handles questions that come up on the fly. And when it does that, it does have to employ some level of AI in terms of natural language processing to understand that if somebody asks a question one way or a different way, that inherently they're asking the same thing and know how to answer it. And when I say know how to answer it, keep in mind the bot isn't coming up with an answer on its own. It's not that smart. Uh, we have the answer scripted into it, but it's the part about recognizing what the question is that 
is where AI comes in. Uh, we're not yet at a point where we just give a bunch of law books to a bot to kind of you know, dig digest and come up with its own legal knowledge. <laughs> Many of our listeners hope we don't get to that point, right, Sharon? <laughs> that, that's right. And it is refreshing to hear a vendor admit the limitations of a bot. <laughs> For sure. And there's a lot of things that it can do really well, which is that structured conversation. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to market your law firm aggressively and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is how can chatbots help your law firm? And our guest is Tom Martin, a legal bot advocate, lawyer, author, and speaker. He is CEO and founder of LawDroid LTD, a legal AI company dedicated to helping lawyers automate their law practices. So, Tom, a lot of times I hear lawyers ask, you know, what, what kind of things can I actually use chatbots for? So what kind of projects do these chatbots handle? Well, one way to think about chatbots is that they're like virtual assistants. And so you could program them to handle some rudimentary tasks that you don't want to do yourself, uh, which is a great thing at times. One uh, that works really well and actually is a pretty popular product that we uh, provide to a number of different lawyers and law firms is what we call Reception Bot. And so that's a bot that it lives on your website in the lower right-hand corner. A lot of people have seen the live chat where you talk with somebody who's presumably overseas and doesn't know anything about the law firm that they talk with you. Well, what this does is it's the same kind of experience where you have a pop-up chat interface, but it's a computer that's, that's speaking with you. And I think the irony there is that actually the, the scope of the conversation with one of our bots is much broader than you would get with a, a real human being, uh, because we cover everything from the nature of the services to pricing to background on the lawyers, uh, showing share, and sharing pictures of the lawyers, and um, you know, getting a lot of information to the user as quickly as possible and as conveniently as possible, and also even integrating with their CRM. So if somebody wants to schedule a consultation, they could do that immediately. So it's really great at converting people from anonymous website visitors into leads. A different way of using a bot would be for intake, for example. 
like let's say you have landed the client and you need them to sign the engagement letter and you want to do an interview that you normally do yourself to get all this information from a client, well, instead of you having to spend an hour to two hours gathering that information yourself, they can have this conversation with a chatbot. The last way is the subject of some access to justice projects that we've had recently with Tennessee, where someone could sit down, they can talk to a, a bot over the course of about 20 minutes. It gathers the information from them to put together some simple divorce documents. So these are some of the different ways that a bot can be used to save time and effort. You use the example of divorce. Have you thought much about what times of law practices would find the bots most useful? You know, all of them. <laughs> and and yeah, you might say, well, he's saying that because he wants all that business, but and you'd be true. That'd be true. I think that honestly, it could be applied to any practice area. I mean, you have to, as you both know, uh, ultimately, a law firm is providing services and it is a business. And so regardless of practice area, there are certain fundamentals to running that business, converting leads, you know, intaking a client, conducting interviews, creating legal documents, regardless of what practice area it is, those are pretty common themes. And chatbots are good at automating the simple tasks for you so you can save time and essentially clone yourself so that you could be doing more things at once. And who wouldn't rather, uh, you know, be sitting by the pool relaxing while you have a bot handling these more minor tasks for you? I think everybody would rather be by the pool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the chatbot developers have come a very long way in the last five years, but what kind of goals do they have over the next five years? I think the next five years really is about deepening the experience for users. Up until now, I have to admit that, especially a few years ago, it was pretty frustrating to have a conversation with a bot. And to a certain extent, it still is. And the reason why is because I think it has to do with Hollywood. And I really blame Hollywood for <laughs> raising people's expectations to a level that is really not yet possible. Uh, because when you go to the movies and you see, you know, you see uh, any AI on, on the movie screen, it has humans or hu superhuman intelligence. And what we are working with right now is just not there yet. There was one guy on Twitter that had quoted, he was quoted as saying that, um, you know, what we're doing with AI is not how, it's actually like making washing machines. And we're at that functional level right now. And so if you're using it for a specific task or function, it works really well. But if you're expecting it to have an intelligent conversation about, uh, I don't know, 19th century French art, it's not, it's not going to be able to do that. So I think over time, it's going to get much better at having fuller conversations and be much more intelligent in the way that we're expecting it to be. Well, as you know, Sharon and I both do legal tech rather than traditional law practice. What, are, what have your experiences been like working for a legal tech company as compared to a traditional law practice? My experience has been that it's really been liberating. Working for a legal tech company, founding one on my own, 
has really given me the ability to get at certain problems that I have dealt with as a lawyer that I never have really been able to get my hands around until now. And I think what's really rewarding about it is that I get to solve problems not only for myself, but for hundreds and thousands of other lawyers who have very similar problems. I mean, what we do is all not that different from each other. And especially for solos or small firms, you kind of feel isolated and that you're toiling away in your office with these problems that seem insurmountable. And to be able to come out of that from having and, you know, doing that myself and now be able to help others with those same problems is really fulfilling. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and the rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit ServeNow.com. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is how can chatbots help your law firm? And our guest is Tom Martin, a legal bot advocate lawyer, author, and speaker. He is CEO and founder of LawDroid LTD. So, Tom, this sounds like a funny question coming from me since I founded my own legal tech company. But, but what advice do you have for other lawyers interested in starting a legal tech company? We'll compare our advice here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that they should just do it and not, <laughs> you know, not. I think lawyers have a tendency to get caught up in in what they perceive to be the rules and, and what, what assumptions they have about what needs to be done before they can do it, right? Like, oh, well, if I'm starting a legal tech company, well, then I have to learn uh, a programming language and know how to program and learn to code. So they put, I think, sometimes roadblocks in front of them before they can do it. And what I've learned from my own experience is that that's part of <laughs> that's part of the thrill of uh, entrepreneurship is you kind of jump into it, uh, you learn it as you go, and believe me, when you commit yourself to it and you're out there, you learn it pretty quickly, probably more quickly than you would if you're just trying to get it done first before you do it. So that would be my advice: is just do it if you really want to. I found that when I was a lawyer. 
I was working, and now I come to work to play. <laughs> does it feel like that to you, Tom? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does, and it's you know, it's it's youthful to feel still like a kid uh, with certain things to be able to to play and learn from what you're doing. I think that you know, as lawyers, those opportunities are few and hard hard to come by because we have ethical restraints. We have you know rules and and laws that we need to follow and and of course you need to follow laws when you're running a legal tech company but i think that you don't have the same kinds of limitations uh as as you you do when you run a legal tech company that's a very interesting discussion i don't have much to add since i have a little legal tech department within a very <laughs> traditional organization but uh, i've done some good with it over the years <laughs> do you have any final words of wisdom for us today tom I do. I do. There's a saying, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I've really taken that to heart because I think that too many times we, especially as lawyers, look at what we consider to be the ideal and let that prevent us from starting and and doing what we can. So if there's anything that I've learned from the past few years of this entrepreneurship and starting my own company uh, in legal tech, it's that just get in, just do it. It's so rewarding, the experiences that you have working directly with the people that are going to benefit from what you do. And that's lawyers, but it's also, you know, the clients directly and learning from real people what problems they have and how you can help solve them. Very philosophical, Tom, and I agree completely. Really, it was such a pleasure having you be our guest today. Uh, Thanks for taking the time out of your day. I I think a lot of people are curious about chatbots, but they don't know a great deal about them. They don't understand how they work. They don't understand what they cost. They don't understand anything. Um, And and they're a little afraid of something that seems so radical and so new. So I think you you did a great job of expounding on what a chatbot is and what it can be realistically expected to do and what it can. So that was tremendously helpful. Thank you so much, Tom. Well, thanks for having me, Jim and Sharon. I, I really think the chatbots are uh, are revolutionary and very helpful for us. You know, as lawyers, it's a way to have someone else do some of the work and take credit for it, and uh, at the same time, make our lives easier. And that does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers in Technology. Remember, you can subscribe to all of the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to The Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.